Uh, can I ask you, Duncan, who listens to your piss? Who listens to your piss cast around the world? Do you get any feedback? You sent me two now, and I can honestly say I've managed thirty seconds the first time and ten seconds this last time. I get you talking a bit. I get you talking a bit about the weather and the dates, and then some other cunt sticks his oar in and click. <laughs> I'm done with this shite. <laughs> Who are these international types that tune into whatever it is that you burble? I'm curious. Are they your so-called mates who pretend they've copped what you've said to massage your ego? Or did they really find the Dutchman and a fucking northerner withering on fascinating? <laughs> is there any way of judging the popularity of your broadcast? Do you receive a tally of the number and duration of listeners? Some poor sad cunts around the world hang on Scalfer's words. What's the date and weather like, Duncan? <laughs> Love, Dad. Well, as we enter the first week... No, we're not entering the first week. We're entering the last, last week, week of, of August. August. And uh, we've had a shite week, as you say, in the North. Uh, in my case, it's just been work has been getting on top of me. And everything I've tried has just been bad. And all things I've been approaching have just gone to... To, to crap and it's just been a very uh, stressful time and I, I did not do enough exercise this week couldn't go jogging most of the time couldn't meet you did, you, did you not do all in morning at all no I, I, I would finish work sort of 12 midnight 1 o'clock 1 a.m. and then I have to get up at 5 a.m. so yeah. and not being in a good mood and because I wasn't in a good mood I didn't eat very well I've been eating bad food so that brought me in a worse mood uh and knowing that you're not doing well, that makes you frustrated yeah. as well. So it's sort of this spiral thing. So all that, so all last week, with all the good intentions that we had, it's gone straight to shit for you immediately. But that's uh, the, the best things start off really badly. Yeah. <laughs> and then always improve. If it starts off very well, that's when you've got to worry and you're going to think, okay, we might have to rethink this. There's been people, there's been people emailing or, and sending messages um Especially to you going, God, you can do this, Duncan, you can do this. <laughs> Not knowing that when you send in when you send in the messages, you're sat at home at five o'clock in the morning getting pissed off and looking at your next bag of crisps. Oh yeah, pretty much. Um yeah, crisps, uh all all the bad stuff basically. It's just it's the worst excuse, but you feel because you feel bad, you feel you you think, Oh fuck it, I'll just have this this bad food right over here but that's how it snowballs isn't it oh, yeah, one, yeah. one bad thing snowballs into another yeah and if you're eating shite you feel once you've eaten that shite you feel shit about eating the shite and you reach for something else yeah and no, you're it's, like, it's oh, the, the never ending yeah. the day's gone now yeah I used to laugh at people who would come up with that excuse when you when you back in the day when you'd see a Jerry Springer show and yeah. someone who's a thousand kilograms <laughs> and they say how did you get out well, why, why didn't you stop yeah, it at, at yeah. 200 kilos? Like, well, I don't know. It's, time went on and I just kept on eating. Yeah. And that's exactly me. You know, that's exactly, I'm in that phase of why not stop it? Because when you get fat, getting fat doesn't come at a as a surprise, does it? You're not, you don't just wake up and this, you, there's something wrong with your glands. Yeah. You wake up, this is after months and months of practicing. Abuse. Yeah, Abuse. Just, just throwing yeah. it down. And then, I mean, I've done the same. I've been fat three times in my life. And it doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. But you, you've just got to recognise that situation that you're in that is shite. Because when I when when I was messaging you in, at night saying, are you going to be ready? And you said, I'll message you later. I were waking up at four o'clock in the morning and getting up and looking at my phone. And you'd sent me a message at ten past twelve saying, look, I'm not going to be able to make I, I've not read that until four o'clock in the morning. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd, no, I'd been in bed. Well, I knew you'd be up early, whether I was going out or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ready to go anyway. Yeah. So what I've all that changed with me was, I was just doing it outside the house instead of coming down and meeting you. But at four four thirty in the morning, you know where we live. It's quite quiet as a graveyard. But this the paperman comes on the motorbike. There's two people that leave their houses between half four and five o'clock in the morning and go to work so they've sort of walked out the door and there's this sweaty foreigner <laughs> breathing heavy you know yeah. and uh, just doing exercise and this being japan they wouldn't give it a second glance nope <laughs> nope but like i say, i i sort of 
kept up with it a bit. This morning, I wanted to do the same thing, but I ummed and ahed, so I, I just got out and cycled to Enoshima and around here. I did, I did 20, 27, 30k this morning. So we're still getting it in. Still getting it in. Oh, well done, mate. Good good stuff. Uh, I wish I was there with you. I mean, I, I remember this every day being up at 4.35ish and looking out, I look out of the window and it's this mm. beautiful sunset mm. coming up. And I thought, okay, I could sunrise. be on the beach. Uh, sunrise coming mm. Could be on the beach doing some very productive thing, feeling great afterwards because mm. you feel fantastic after that. Um, and I'm I'm stuck here. Um, my body's hardly moved. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna struggle with taking a shit, you know. And um, I've got sort of 25 <laughs> minutes <clears throat> between. Yeah, it's 25 minute work, five minute off to. Yeah. And occasionally, you know, the bowels will suddenly open up during <laughs> one of those sessions, and you think, and I actually have to make an excuse. I'm gonna admit this. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm an old man. Uh, I'll have to make an excuse, and I'll just log off during the during yeah. the lesson, uh, have a quick shit, come back, and I say, "Yeah, I think the internet's having a bit of a tr- <laughs> trouble here. One of those things, the bloody internet again." <laughs> uh, because I just couldn't hold it in, and that's that's the situation I find myself in. And then I think, well, why is that? Because you've been eating at eleven o'clock at night, yeah. and it was it was whatever it was. It wasn't good spaghetti with. With mayonnaise as I'm Dutch. You, sh- you shouldn't be eating all those <clears throat> carbs later on. I know, I know. Yeah. I, tell me something I don't know. I, I'm very aware of this. It's just stopping the pattern Yeah. of when th- you, when you had a shit day, you think, okay, well, bollocks, I, I deserve something. You, yeah, why yeah. would you deserve something? If you've Because that shit day that you've had is somebody else has made your day shit, but it's made the, the day's made worse by you dwelling on it. If yeah. you think, well, the person that made my day shit is a shithead, fuck them, and just carry on, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you, it's, you allow it's dwelling yourself, on it yeah. Because that, I mean, that that woman I worked with yesterday, I had about 10 minutes of listening to her go on about her excuses, and I dwelled on it for about 10 minutes. I thought, oh, fuck you. And then I left, and I was cycled, and I got it all out of me because I was cycling home. And then I went. I went and did my private stuff at night, hmm. and I thought I'm not bothered about her anymore. It, it's, I mean, I've, what I've noticed very much since I've moved down here to the to the coast is when something would annoy me, and I would take a nice cycle in the center of Tokyo. Yeah, and I'd take a nice cycle here on the beachfront. There's a huge difference in what you see. Seeing the the view here is much more soothing. Yeah, and going up to you know uh, you know having yeah. a little walk around there. Yeah. Seeing the waves crash on the thing, seeing the distance shows, seeing the Mount Fuji. That's so soothing. In Tokyo, I would see the buildings, you know, it's not a bad view, seeing those mm. skyscrapers, and it's quite exciting, I suppose. But there's a very different impact on the body to calm down, to have a soothing impact. And I, I've never noticed, I always thought, oh, bollocks, you know, a cycle is a cycle. But there's a huge difference on, on what you see during your cycle. Well, if you're in a gym, or you're outside that's mm. an impact and when you're in a in a in a mountainous area or when you're in a city it's enormous the impact do you want my two penneth on that my what? opinion oh i thought you meant your balls no no you? my two cents okay. as the americans would say your body's 90 percent water or yeah. whatever it is the closer that you are <laughs> to water i think the calmer you are is this a uh, this is no this, this is just philosophy me. because you think of the people that live down here they're a lot calmer than the people who are living in the middle of Tokyo. Definitely, definitely. But they're not working as hard, I'd say. The, the, the stress But that's work. because you're closer, I think, because you're closer to water. Or if people who live in the mountains, they're closer to nature. You get yourself closer to nature. Well, let's put that... Uh, okay. It, it calms you down a bit. Because this, this shit that we have now, the cities, people moving from the country to the cities, that's only been... 200, 150 years, that's what yeah, they've been going on. Yeah. And how long have we been about? 40, 50,000 years? Human beings, 200,000 years. 200,000 years. So uh, in the last 200 years... Richard Dawkins says. In the last 200 years is when we started doing all this shit. So we're not used to it. Hmm. I, I can't imagine somebody 300 years ago having the stress that somebody working in Tokyo at a financial house or an advertising company is having now. Well, that's the same excuse I always use for we're not wearing pants. I said we shouldn't be wearing pants. We should. We haven't done this for for a hundred thousand yeah. years. Mm. My wife doesn't take that excuse lightly. Yeah, some pants, you bastard. Not yeah. wearing dead man's pants. I I just for the last. So what? How long were we in Spain? 
three years and I've been back here seven. So for 10 years, solidly for 10 years, I've lived next to the sea. Next to the sea? so do you think so well, let's put this to the test in the UK or in Holland oh, it's actually in Holland I would, I, would, I would agree with you completely I don't know the UK very mm. much but people who live near the sea are in a much better physical condition mental, mental state I would say com- right away off the bat than people who live in the bigger cities <clears throat> and Holland's only small you're never further mm. away from the sea than an hour, hour and a half mm. even if you're near the, coast, the German coast but yeah, if you live on the sea in Holland, I'd say you, you, you'd be in a better state of mind. Would you say that's the same in the UK? Where I live, or where I lived, you're 60 mile one way in Hull, or you're 70 mile other way, which would be, well, not really Liverpool, because it's on a river, but Blackpool. Blackpool. But anyway, you're well, 60, you 60, yeah, 60 one way, 70 the other way. Yeah, Blackpool's not the sea. Blackpool's sea is brown. It's it's the sea, according to your theory. But it's brown. It's like <laughs> it's like swimming in an unflushed toilet. It's 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 mud, and horridness. It, there's there's no blue blue seas or you want the beaches. You go to the south of England, and that's two hundred mile. Cornwall, that is. Cornwall, but it's two hundred mile away. Two two hundred fifty. Isn't it called Blackpool where they have that uh, dancing ballroom? Yes. Ballroom. Yeah, yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, but you you get you get out into Blackpool because we went there last year to go to Blackpool Tower. My dad got bought the tickets online and then we started queuing to go up Tower because it's it's a thing, and we got it for the kids and then we're going to show them Blackpool Tower and then we were queuing, and a member of staff walked past me. I said, "How long is this going to take?" And they said, "Oh, you'll be here for three hours," and then you were three hours in line with a load of fucking fat chavs. And I said to my dad, I'm not standing here for three hours. And my dad went, no, no, fuck that. And we left. And he paid for the tickets. It, it was awful. When you think of Tokyo Tower... Yeah, I was about so, to say that, yeah. So with Tokyo Tower, you go up the tower and you've got this cityscape and you can see the sea yeah, and it yeah. looks beautiful. You go up Blackpool Tower, you're looking out on Blackpool and the sea that looks like shine. Yeah, that doesn't But then, then you go into Blackpool and it's been voted one of the worst... It's in the top ten of the worst cities to live in. Blackpool? Blackpool, yeah. There's no money there. Well, because out of the kind of Well, you, you, you can get cheap... Holi- every, oh, Scottish people especially used to go to Blackpool for the two-week holiday. But now you can get to Spain cheaper. Oh, right, yeah. Blackpool's had the heart ripped out of it. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, a lot of those seashore places... Uh, Margate and uh, mm. I remember going to Margate with my dad uh, I thought it was great but yeah I mean as an adult uh, that must be pretty crappy yeah. I mean, as a kid there's all these arcades as a kid it was great it, Margate is probably like Blackpool of the south oh, yeah. because all the people who didn't have that much money would go there yeah. my mum and dad had their honeymoon in Blackpool in 60, <laughs> 62, 63 63 they had their honeymoon there and uh, yeah everybody does or everybody did back then. Bradford Holiday Week, first two week in August. You go to uh, Interchange or Foster Square train station um, in the 40s and the 50s. It were packed. Mm-hmm. Bradford closed down first two weeks in August. And off you were on the train to Morecambe or Blackpool for two weeks. So you'd be in Blackpool and there'd be your next door neighbour walk. It must be quite peaceful in uh, Bradford yeah. at that time. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, fighting. Every, no that way. were Bradford holiday weeks, first two weeks <laughs> in August. Do you know what? You've talked about Bradford a lot, and I've never been there myself. Yeah. And you make it sound like a horrible place. I know. <laughs> like I a know. shithole. I know. I mean, and you I wouldn't should... work for the tourist board. But it's, it's just, it's it's where I'm from, and it didn't work for me. I don't dislike it, it just didn't work for me. I've got this mental picture of sort of, you know how people would describe Glasgow in the nineteen seventies. This sort of it, it might crime have got, It might have got better. It might have got better, but it just didn't work for me. It, it some people love it. See, I'm a bit of a loner. I'm a bit of a loner, so I can really live anywhere, and all I want is good weather. So I don't really yeah, you don't a, guarantee. That. I don't really have a friend group. I can, I would never have one friend. I could go from friend group to friend group. I were a floater. Yeah, rather than just have. My tribe. So going back, who, what were pissing you off more than? Um, I had a couple of jobs which I was trying to get into that didn't work, uh, but the work didn't work for the wrong, for the right reason. So th- things just 
interfered with other people and uh, uh, time-wise it didn't work out as well. Yeah, so this this week has been a bit of a disaster for me, uh, which which allowed me, uh, I allowed myself to be frustrated. I think that's mm. the that's where it comes down to. And as we were talking about that earlier, is it age uh, that uh, that you allow yourself to be frustrated more? Because when I look at my old man, who when I grew up, he seemed to be pissed off with everything. The mm. smallest thing he would would piss him off. And I said, "Dad, what are you doing? Just open the door, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shut yeah. the door. Just." press this button, you know, and he would be frustrated about the smallest details. And I'd, I couldn't understand, and I'd get angry at him, I'd get yeah, upset yeah. with him. And now I'm noticing I'm turning very much into that character, and yeah. my wife is becoming me as a child. I say, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you getting angry at this? What's the point? Why are you... Just calm down. And I allow myself to get frustrated, and I, I think it's age, because that's my excuse. I've got an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit intolerant is where it is. When you're younger... You put up with that shit because you think people that are older than you know more. Mm-hmm. When when now that you're that age of the people that were pissing you off, you realise you don't know more. Not really. Mm. You think you do. When you're older you become bullshit intolerant. You're yeah. not bothered what people think about you. So when somebody bollocks you in your twenties, you keep it to yourself because you don't want to upset that person. When you're older you're like, Oh fuck you. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm not Well doing you it. see through, you see yeah, through yeah. the shit. Yeah. 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 Um, and and I I don't put up with it anymore. Although this person I'm working with at the moment, she she she's got no power over me. She's just she just makes these excuses for not doing a job. I got divorced. My husband left me five years ago. I get migraine. I've had a migraine for two weeks. If you've had a migraine for two weeks, go and get a scan. It's probably a brain tumor. Go and get a scan. And sort yourself out. I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to hear about it. Just come in and do your fucking job. Or go and find out you've got a tumour and go somewhere quiet and die. Because you're annoying me. And you're annoying everybody around me. And you're annoying the whole staff room. She could... She... Fucking... Monday, after three weeks off, she messages on Monday. I can't come in today. I've had a migraine for two weeks. And then she messages, she said, I'll be in in the afternoon. And then she messages at three o'clock and said, oh, I was supposed to send this message straight after, but I forgot to press the send button. I'm not coming in in the afternoon. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then I said, you've got to come in. You've got to come in. She said, I'll come in tomorrow. She came in. She had her head on the desk for two hours. She's walking around, getting everybody's attention. And when when she makes eye contact with the member of staff, she's like, doing that. And then she's, Oh, I can't do these computers because my husband left me five years ago. Five years ago, I'd have been gone fifteen <laughs> years ago. She, she's, she's bought this fucking dog, oh, to fill the gap. Oh, she, she's fucking annoying. But I'm getting annoyed about it now, and I shouldn't be. But I walk away from her now. We've got these screens up in between the desks, oh, yeah. and as soon as I see her stand up. I know she's coming for me, so I stand up and walk away. <laughs> I stand up and walk away. As a away. radar. Yeah. I just, I, I cannot deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've let it go for so long now, so I'm just, I'm having to go back. Because after a while, those people will bring you down. And and before, if you think of you, if you think, if you close your fist and you think of yourself, you're inside, you're inside that closed fist, that's you. Your fist is the people that are around you. You know, your wife, your kids, your mum and dad, that's it. If those people, those four or five people you've got in your life are all right and good, I think you're good, then the the air that are outside your closed fist, these are your other people. If if some of them are arseholes, it doesn't matter. You can sort of repel them. But if these people who are your fist that are surrounded, if they're arseholes, you're fucked. You're completely fucked. So you've just got to watch that area. The other people that float around, they don't matter. And I think before when I was getting fat and getting angry and my life were in shit, those people that were surrounding me were kind of knobheads. I think Jesus said the same thing. Well, yeah, so I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Jesus of the North. I will will sell you that fucking snake oil. I will sell you the snake oil. 
But yeah, yeah, you've just got to, you've just got to watch yourself with who you surround yourself with. Yeah, there's a huge and, and, and also when like you're saying, when you're in your forties, if you just start talking back to people the way that they're talking to you, they don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. all I've done now. I'll just put that mirror up in front of them and I'll talk back to them like that. And if they don't like it, what are you talking to me like that for? Because you're talking to me the exact same way. Mm. Yeah, there's something that happens to people when they they're confronted with themselves. Mm. But it it is. I mean, people have a, there's a few people I used to work with back in uh, back in the day at uh, at the junior high school in Keio, and they would just suck the life out of me. Yeah. I'd, I'd get exhausted after working two hours with them. Yeah, and I got, that was a marathon, man. I'm glad I won't have to see you for a week. But I allowed myself to be in that position. And I think what happens is that everybody in the whole world, all all our listeners, everybody. Else, that you allow yourself to be surrounded by people who can bring you down. Yeah. Now, if you make a decision and say, okay, I'm not going to deal with this anymore, yeah. it's a very tough decision to make yeah. because you, you're, you're kind of cutting off some people, which mm. can be tough to do. Uh, but it's like cutting off a limb in some cases. You've know, you, you got to I sometimes go through it. I was with somebody for a very, very long time. Who, I think I know who this person who is. Brought, who brought me <laughs> fucking down, you know. And, you know, they'd be, they'd be pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And then when you start having to go back at them, oh, can you believe I was treating me? I want but to now. How long have you been married now? Then? Uh, I'm coming on to 20 years. 20, wow. Yeah. So you've been married 10 years longer than me. Yeah. Yeah, and every day. I mean, I'm still, and this is going to sound so cheap, but I wake up with a, you know, we, saying we love each other. This is really never uh, corny. You never catch you up, you know what I'm saying? No, but every every morning it's it's still, and I'm so happy to to be with her every day when I when I when we wake up we we have a little routine and we set off on our different paths. But yeah, it's it's just great, and I think also because we don't have any kids, mm. I think that's a very big part of it that we can sort of maintain our relationship yeah. together. If you have kids, your your attention, your time, your your frustrations increase. Mm. Your, you there is more pressure to to you know on the family unit itself. So. I see that point very much. When I compare my situation with others, yeah, um, there is much less pressure on our relationship than there would be if I would have kids. I might have been divorced. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know that. I, I don't want to think about that. But the chance would be higher than that. That would happen. It depends who you who you decide to have kids with. You know, I think the the thing that I've got now is we know that they're the important ones, and it's not about us anymore. Whereas with the other people I've been boyfriend and girlfriend with, that wouldn't have happened. You know, oh, it's me. It's all about me. But it's it's about... I think I know kids. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's about the kids. But, and I would have been the same. I've changed. If I'd have had kids with that person, I would have been, oh, fuck the kids. You know, what about me? I wouldn't have changed. Hmm. Yeah. yeah but right. you, you'd have yeah. been, you'd have been in a probably, I know I would have, before I met my wife and you probably as long as that person's making you want to be better not making you better but making you want to be better yeah yeah I mean yeah if I hadn't met my wife if I hadn't been with her I, I don't know how, you never know that but no. I wouldn't have put myself into a good position I might have been a bit I'd have been fatter uh, more obnoxious well maybe more booze more late nights more yeah. uh, un, you know with work I'm not saying I'm I'm a goody two shoes now about everything, but I, I would have been more of a mess, I think, yeah, without yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you, that's what you've got to think about. But these some of these some of these fellas that are in fifty now, and the the wanting the sports cars and the wanting to strike well, midlife out crisis. Oh. Yeah, but well, but that's a natural phenomenon, and uh, I think there's there's I've I've got one mate who who who's in his fifties. He divorced. And got a younger girlfriend, half his age, twenty four, whatever it is, living with her. Uh, well, he was thrown out of the house basically. Yeah. And now lives with this twenty four year old. And uh, we're emailing because this is back in Holland, and he's uh, he's 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 a great guy, and he's now with this twenty four year old, and he's complaining. Oh, he's, this is I made a terrible mistake. I've, 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 <laughs> I'm with this woman. She she does all this stuff, and I, I can't get. I can't understand what she's talking about. We don't. We can't go out. We, we we have nothing in common, really. You know, I made a terrible mistake. 
And the funny thing is, the, the other mates who were on the same yeah. kind of group chat thing uh, say, and they're all jealous of him. So, oh, he, he, he did it. He's escaped <laughs> and he's with his young bird. He's got his new life again. So each person wants what the other one has. The, the, the guy who's with his young woman now longs for his missus again, wants to be back with his missus, can't see I, his, his situation. I couldn't imagine having anything in common with a 25-year-old woman. Well, I mean, what are you going to have in common? They're, they're very pleasing to look at. And when they take the claws off, you're like, fucking hell, yeah. But to have a sit down, have a conversation, I've got nothing in common with them. And they've got nothing in common with me. He, all, he, all he's gone for is, Jesus, look at her. Bye-bye to the wife. You've gone for that. and Yeah, but all the mates are jealous of him because of that situation. Mm. And he's jealous of his mates again. So he wants to come back with it. I thought that's an interesting situation. We all want something that we... Are not in currently having yet we will long for it back when we go it's... but i i don't long for that back now because when when i look at what i stand to lose if i go stick my dick in somebody oh that's different that's different but you, you, you're same. thinking about what you'd yeah, lose but you'd be the same you you would lose your even although you've got no kids you'd still lose wife wouldn't you hmm. so if i go and throw my balls around in somebody's face and my wife finds out and then She's like, right, see you later, and I'm taking the kids. Oh, I really shouldn't have done that. I think when people hit their 50s and you suddenly realise as a, as a man you, you're getting older and you, you're feeling your body... It's coming. Oh, your body's letting the you down. The dirt down. nap is coming. Well, you, you, your body is, is sort of slowly reacting differently and, and your hangovers get worse and mm. you're... You, you you just feel your, your your age is catching up with you, and once that hits, you suddenly get into a bit of a panic and think, "Oh, hang on, is this it? Is mm. this have I? What what should I still do? And what haven't I done? Yeah. And I regret doing not this and this and this and and that's where people buy the the sports car and the leather jacket and a, and a, and a pit bull in the in the rusty white van. Yeah. Well, you see, that's just dawned on me. Although I've done exercise for such a long time, maybe this is my midlife crisis. The exercise that I'm doing every day. Maybe, maybe that that could be it. Well, it's a healthy way of dealing with the midlife crisis. Yeah. But all, but it deals with the stress. I don't think I'm worried about. I don't think I'm as worried about dying now as I was back in my twenties or my thirties. I'm not that worried about it now because mm. I know it's it's close. I'm. I'm well in. I'm on the back nine now. <laughs> You're on the back nine. Probably well into the back nine now. Is this a northern expression? Well, you know with the golf expression, don't you? You've got 18 Oh, it's a golf expression. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your 18 holes. You've oh, you right, okay, So yeah. you're on the back nine now. If you're As in, in if you, the, the, it, the second stretch. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to be 15 seven months. So, yeah, you're on the home stretch. Uh, uh, but it, it doesn't really bother me. But talking about last Friday, this might be a midlife crisis thing. That talent agency that I that gave me the oh, interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went up there. He took all my details. They took photographs of me. And, I, and as I walked out of there, I'm thinking, what What are they going to fucking cast me as right there? A, a 49-year-old, 50-year-old foreign man signing up for a Japanese talent agency. What are they going to What are they going to sell? Well, what are they going to sell to the... You shall be the, the rough foreigner in whatever... Yeah, but do I, do I look like a child molester? Do I look like a pervert, a sex offender? What are they going to sell me as? Why are you putting all the negatives? You could but be this, a, this, this a, is a, what, when you look at a 50-year-old man, that's what you would immediately go for, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd be the, 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 the dad in some family thing or the in a TV commercial, the the, the foreigner who's doing... Oh, no, I've, there's loads of examples of... You, you're portraying it as a very negative casting opportunity site thing. No, you, it's just... A, a man in his in his fifties. Have you forties still? Have you have you signed up to any of these talent agencies? Uh, yeah, before? when I was in my twenties, I did, but I got almost no work out of it. Mm. I mean, I was on a couple of posters and, and a few. I got a couple of TV commercials, I remember, but the money wasn't good at all. Uh, and they they asked me, well, this uh, you got, they're going to send you over to to where it was quite far away, three hour trip, and you're going to be there the whole day from eight o'clock in the morning to nine at night, whatever, mm. and you're going to get. Two three hundred dollars, yeah. And I thought, oh, two three hundred dollars, great, you know. But then I thought, I've got to be the whole day, and yeah. you're basically doing nothing the whole day. Okay, you're not doing anything, but you're still using your time and you're traveling. And 
So I, I, I stopped doing that. I didn't think it was worth its while. I, I'd rather do something shorter and more constructive. Yeah. And those, those business seminars were quite profitable. And, yeah. and I'd rather do five hours of that, but you get more cash out of it. I mean, it's it's something that I'd like to do. But when I were in there, I were looking around at the photographs that they had up. And there were an handful of people who were probably the same age as me, a bit older. Um, but when I when he said, will you do voiceover work? And I told him about the podcast. I was the first person to go in there that had got a podcast. All right. So that maybe made me stand out a bit. He said, I'll have a listen to it later. And I said to him, well, there's a lot of swearing in it. And he said, oh, it doesn't matter. Because he'd lived in England for a while. So he sort of knows... He sort of knows the British humour. But does he know Bradford? No. <laughs> but I, I also said to him, do, do, you, uh, do you send people to do porn from here? He said, no, no, we're not that sort of talent agency. I said, because I can't do porn. <laughs> you made sure uh, can you imagine him sending me on a porn set? Um, Especially very, very often I've imagined this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you see that, I mean, there's some, there's some weird stuff with the porn here, isn't there? But you don't see foreign on Japanese that much no there's a couple of, I've seen but there's that. not there's, many no but there's a I've, I've heard of a man <laughs> no I've seen it on you porn there was there's a there's a there's a white guy who he puts on a balaclava though but it's not that it's not not, not like a, <laughs> but but he does in normal porn but he obviously rents a hotel room and he, he does his stuff there with like seven cameras around this room which he obviously edits himself but there, there is stuff out there there's the the the, the black guy's porn yeah uh, it's quite big here. With Black Japanese. on Asian. Yeah, yeah. But no, all with Japanese women. I've seen that quite a bit. Um, I've heard of it. <laughs> no, there's that out there. But it's it's always put in an odd light. It's not like a natural one. This, this is one for that. It's not yeah. like a natural, by chance, this is a white guy. But, <laughs> but do you know, <clears throat> one thing that you've got to really look for, and no offence here. Here we go. Get offended. Ginger porn. <laughs> Well, you're not really ginger, are you? You're strawberry blonde. I'm a beautiful uh, image of Thor. But you don't, you don't see ginger porn, do you? I wonder why. But you just—that's something that I was. I've seen it once. I've seen it once, and it were a ginger fella on this stunning woman, and they were having it's a sex. sympathy porn or something. Well, I don't know, but she was. Do you know when a woman looks down at the area where it's all going off? I, th- I find that very hot. But she, I remember watching this porn and she was looking down and she was wincing. And it wasn't because of the size, because she was seeing what was going on with this massive ginger hair going in and out. It, lo- it probably looked like the area were on fire every oh, three times so a I second. Thought, I thought it was his, his head. I thought no, it was, no, the, 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 hair, the hair on his, his area and his nuts were just pounding away in hers. And she was looking down and wincing because it, it it looked awful. It looked awful. Well, he didn't cut. It. He didn't. He didn't nope. trim his little. No, no, no. It was carrot headed. I, I don't know if it was. You see, and I didn't. I, I don't know. Is is it fetish porn? Is it normal porn? Is it? But you don't see ginger porn. Well, there's a lid for every jar. We say in Holland, <laughs> a lid for every jar. I don't think that's got a massive market or a gap in the in the market. As but the I've, suggests. does do you ever see it? It, it, it? You've got to. You don't really have to look for stepmother porn, sister porn, but ginger porn. You've got to go digging for that. Uh, I think if you do that, you're more likely to come up with somebody putting a ginger root up up something than, yeah, than getting yeah. an actual ginger hair. But there's the, there's no there's no ginger porn stars that come tripping off the tongue, is there? So to speak. No, it's uh, it's you might have you might be onto something here. I'm I think you should, you, uh, ginger porn is the way for business. But you go with ginger porn, I think it'll be put on the fetish shelf. Well, if any listeners of ours would like to uh, contribute to if this we've got any venture, listeners, we're not going to have any for much longer. <laughs> if anyone wants to get engaged, it yeah, it's uh, not a big uh, a big section of the market, I think. But I mean, were you? You you're not you're not are you, are you blonde? Are you, you... I'm blonde. I'm blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Not that I have anything against ginger, but ginger is is orange. But right? you, you're orange. tan like a ginger, don't you? 
Well, so does everyone with light skin. All all Irish people. But I'm, all you guys. I, I've I've got Irish ancestry, but my hair's dark. Is it? But I don't I don't think I tan like a ginger. In Holland, we call people who are very pale. We we call them. Uh, the, they have the English disease. That's what we call them. <laughs> the English disease. It just means. Are oh, you very pale? Are oh, you the English disease? Is that what they call it? Yeah, someone who hasn't been in the sun. <laughs> when I lived in Spain, um, I'd come back from the kayaking, and after after about a month or so, I didn't need to wear any sun cream or anything, and I was as black as you like, and my hair had gone blonde. I, yeah, I went back home after a season kayaking, and my friend, my, my friend at home, he said, "What are you colouring your hair for?" I said, "I'm not. It's it's just the bleach from the sun." But I would see these people that had come from the UK in the supermarket, and you could tell they'd only been there a couple of days because they were walking around Mercadona, and they were as as red as as red as you like. Yeah, like walking, walking. And and somebody had called the name and the, the whole body they'd have to turn because they couldn't turn the neck yeah. because they'd got themselves so sunburned yeah. and it was painful to watch. And I would go over to them and I'd say, look, you're best off just getting some Greek yoghurt, plastering it all over yourself and that'll sort of drag the heat out of you. Don't put any after sun on because of the oils it contains and then go and buy Greek yoghurt. I don't know if it worked. <clears throat> well, uh, it'll have some impact. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, my hair gets blonder during the summer. Yeah. Uh, as most people do. Yeah. <clears throat> but the, the, when Jamie came down that, that day, he were, he went red really quick, didn't he? Well, he didn't put any lotion on. Uh, mm. He'd forgotten or lost it somewhere. And, and he said, oh, I'll be all right. And he got quite a, a bit of a heavy, but he got a really nice tan out of it. We saw him the other day. Mm. Really nice. I was jealous of people who could tan that quickly and that nicely. Were you tanning when you were going? Were you getting red when you were going out kayaking this week? Yeah, I was putting some stuff on, but uh, I just tan very slowly. That's just my my thing. I'll go red and then and then a little hint of brown. It just takes me longer. But when 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 I want to stand up for myself, when us blondes get tanned, <laughs> we look hot, man. But look at listen to what you're talking about now. You you've been complaining about how this week's been shit. But in between your jobs, you've been able to drag one know, of the kayaks um, out to the sea and go kayaking in the middle of the day with your wife. I know, how dare I? I've been, <laughs> and then uh, come back. Yeah. You've had time to clean off the kayaks, clean off the life jackets, go and have a shower, and then start your work again in the evening. Yeah. You see, one one man's yeah. one man's hell is another man's paradise, isn't it, really? The, yeah. I would say the majority of people that listen to this would give their eye teeth. Yeah, I mean, I'm the kind of guy position. I could be in there with Adam and Eve as a third <laughs> wheel in paradise, and I'd still complain. Oh, it's, it's too nice here. It's, 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 Maybe it's my northernness rubbing off on you. But when you get, you see, Gloom this, and doom. this is a good thing, though. You work your way towards the life that you want, and then you get there, and you think, God, is this it? And then you work forward to making your life even better. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm the same. I will enjoy something for about. 10 minutes when I've got there and think, oh God, I expected a bit. And then I'd work, whereas some people will just sit in it, won't they? Well, it, it's it's often said that when uh, like lottery winners will mm. become very depressed because th- they've got nothing more to, to go for. Everything yeah. is instant. And it's it's said that it's the struggle to get where you want to get. Mm. It's, it's you have the goal, yeah. but it's the struggling that's that makes life interesting yeah. and, and fun and what you're going to look back on. It's not the actual achievement itself. It's the it's the weeding and the 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 getting there. That's the that's the that, that's the life. And yeah. that, that is life. Yeah. So yeah, this week um, I'm I'm complaining, I'm bitching about bits and pieces. But looking back, actually, I've I've been kayaking most days. I've seen, I've been going into the caves. Yeah. At the, at the thing, I've been snorkeling there. I've been. Uh, but it's been a shit week. Yeah, I've been swimming almost daily in the perfect sea. The sea that was perfect. Well, a bit of plastic was perfect temperature. Uh, not many people. Just having the sea for myself. How many people get that every day? Yeah. <laughs> but how many people would be complaining <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> of shit week? A shit week. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you've just got to put it in context, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could be, you could be in, a, you could be in a plastics factory on the outskirts of Amsterdam working 10 hours a day for minimum wage, couldn't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not going to make any excuses. My excuse is it's, it's human to complain when mm. you're in a great place. And the bizarre thing is that if I do move in the future, I go to another place and I look back on this place and, oh, that was just perfect. Yeah, and yeah. you forget when you had a couple of shit days. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's been a, from being a shit week, you've convinced me to being quite a normal, great, <laughs> ordinary great week here in Kamakura. But these, these, this person I work with at the moment, I will refuse to let her ruin, ruin my day anymore. Uh, and I, I think, think that's if, a good attitude. If you're able, yeah. to, if you're able to do that, your life's a lot richer. Well, so that's what we can get take away from this that we allow, we all allow ourselves to be annoyed, and we get angry at people who make us annoyed. And if you don't allow yourself to be annoyed by it, yeah, it's the old saying, "Water for ducks back," but it really does hit home. That if you analyze why you got angry, it's there were no you. real reason. No, you angry. made yourself angry. Yeah. You allowed yourself to get angry because someone said something or you took something the wrong way or, or something bad happened of course that could happen but you allowed yourself to get angry it's it, it's funny how often that happens eh? yeah my uh my dear old mum was born in germany uh, during the uh 1940s to 1945 well let's call it misunderstanding <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, my granddad in holland uh before the war believed all that that crap that uh, the Adolfo peddling. Yeah, yeah. So in in the mid early thirties, it's it's a tough time. You know, yeah, continental yeah. year thirties. It's not a nice time. There's mass unemployment, and you, you how do you feed your kids? There's this, it's shit time. And and so this this moron from across the border was was full of answers and full yeah, of yeah. you know uh, lies, as it turns out. But he believed all that stuff, and he moved in. We moved to Germany when he's in in thirty two. I think thirty three. And then um, yeah, joined the army in '37, and uh, yeah, my whole family, yeah. well, my Dutch family moved over there, and my mum was born, and he was sent to the Eastern Front in Russia, obviously, and then uh, uh, came back once to hospital. He was shot, shot, I think, shot in the leg. Came back to hospital, recovered, voluntarily went back to his units, and never came back. Not, not a word either. And then my family moved back to Holland. Uh, and they were shamed. Uh, my, my his wife, so my grandmother, was put into prison for a yeah. Yeah, yeah, went mad. Who looked after kids? Put put into a care into in the orphanage. A, well, into adopted parents. Yeah. Uh, several families, and my mum had terrible stories because she because they were considered to be the lowest, you know, mm. collaborators kind of. Thing. And uh, oh, she horror stories she would tell us later on when we were adults. She would tell us. Nasty stuff. Little, Even little... although it had nothing to do with her, no, she no, was still no. getting shit for it. No, that's why I'm very, uh, I'm very strong in my feelings about when someone's involved with something or not. Yeah. By chance, she happened to be related or passport, or... Yeah. and that comes back to this country, the Japanese situation, where people now have this this feeling still. But back in those days, no, my mum was was touched up many times by different adoption. Really. Oh yeah, horrible stories came up later. It had me in tears when I was an adult when she t let loose, told me all these stories. Um, yeah, my grandmother was sent to a sort of re-education camp yeah. and and was treated very badly and went mad and and died there. And the Dutch government did apologise only about twenty years ago to mm. what happened in that period for the. It's interesting when the balance, what you know, in this way, and then and then the revenge comes. Yeah. That's brutal. It, it's, it always comes, but it always swings back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. always swings yeah. back. It, I mean, when you when you look at America now, all this shit that's going on, it'll swing back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes in roundabouts. So yeah, it is going to swing back. Yeah, I think to, I think keeping away from the keeping away from news stations is good a good way to sort your head out. If because if mm. you listen to everything that's getting pumped out. You're gonna go mad. Yeah. You're gonna go mm. mad. I don't. I don't listen to anything about the election in America now. Well, you're not missing much. Oh, well, you are missing much. I mean, it's the ugliest stuff I've ever heard in any election. The mud throwing is just bucket throwing, basically. Yeah. It's. Uh, it ain't pretty, as the Yanks say. I mean, how can I? I how can his wife stand at the side of him? She. She's. She's good for fifty. Well, she speaks five or six languages. This woman, yeah. I mean, an educated woman, managed to get out of her her, her town, her backward area. In Slovenia. Yeah, managed to make hit the big time, sleeping away to the top, which is fine. I'm proud of her. Intelligent woman, and then 
she must be thinking, I'm going to be remembered for this shit. Yeah, or... yeah. I had a dream about her last night. And it oh, was yeah, go very on. Very nice. We were, there were me, me and, is it Melania? Melania, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were we were in we were in Wales, obviously. We were in Wales on a date, going round uh, old she, old churches. She in probably Wales. speaks Welsh. Yeah, <laughs> going round old churches in Wales, and I had I, I had a very nice time with her, and uh, we were just about to go to the hotel because I'd convinced her that I was the best option to spend the night with, and we turned up at this big hotel somewhere in Wales, and then I woke up. It's very specific, this dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I can remember having a very nice time. And we were talking about her husband. And she was saying, you know, he's, he's not like that. He's, he's a very nice, considerate man when he's behind closed doors. Mm. Oh. But she was still she was still about... She was still going to do the nasty with me in this hotel in Wales. And then I woke up. Slag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I could get on the news with that and people would take it, people would take it as a solid... Oh yeah, they would. <laughs> Bradford yeah, on the map. <laughs> but she, she, uh, like you say, she speaks all these languages, and that's what she's going to be remembered for. Yeah, being married well, to him. She got out of her, her own way. She she made it to a, a good life. Yeah, and uh, and and good luck to her. You know, but I'm sure that if you're an educated person, and your your memory or what people are going to think of you is going to be that, then you got to be. You've got to have thick skin. Yeah, thick, and you're gonna, you, you know, yeah, that's gonna eat at you yeah. when you you're into your sixties, seventies, eighties. You're gonna think, oh yeah, that's my legacy. Going back to that German thing, right? Um, German thing. We we your granddad and everything. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And and the shit that the Germans got up to and with that Austrian fellow in charge. Um, the misunderstanding. We had the Champions League final on Monday morning here. Yeah, yeah. How many Dutch people would have been supporting Bayern Munich? Because I can, I can guarantee, even although it was 70, 80 years ago, people in the UK would have been going for Paris. Really? Definitely. Yeah, but that's the After thing. After all these I've years, we, we would still, anybody but the Germans. Yeah. Now, I've noticed this. The heaviest rivalry, well, you've got to rivalry with everybody, basically. The UK has rivalry with France, mm. uh, Italy, America. Yeah, There's yeah, always... Yeah these ongoing rivalries but certainly I suppose the biggest one would be Germany beating Germany in a friendly would be better than winning a like a Champions League yeah. final or something yeah, 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 yeah. I remember is it the same in... because they treated you a lot worse than they treated us back in 40s didn't they well no I mean yes and no the Dutch were treated kind of like similar to the Germans we, yeah. we had it probably the best in Europe under the Germans mm. until the last year and that's when the, the hunger the hunger year it's called because you lot, uh, that that year you you were you were eating tulip bulbs, weren't you? And, and well, every, everybody were malnutrition. Yeah, had mal malnutrition. Yeah, suffering. Everybody was small. Yeah. And then after the war finished, you all became these fucking giants, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, kind of a. But no, that that last year. But it's because the Allies had moved up to half of Holland mm. and stopped the winter, and the Germans cut off all food supply to the people. So the winter of forty four, forty five. Mm was brutal. Apparently it was a very bad winter, it's very cold. Yeah. So a lot of people starved to death. I mean people were eating all the zoo animals, uh, yeah. tulip bulbs. Oh yeah, my my mum was eating uh, uh although this is in Germany then, uh, she was eating the bulk of trees, making soup. Bark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah the tulip bulb story is famous, people eating tulip bulb people eat, you know, eating grass. But uh there's one story where the, the the local bloke who picks up the uh, the iron in the streets, you know, yeah. with his horse and cart, the horse just collapses. It's just it's just skin and bones, mm. and people are running out of their houses with with chopped knife, you know, hack, hacking this bit thing yeah. to pieces, and the blokes there in tears because he can't stop he that. Lost his ass. Yeah, but it's a sad story. It's a famous story where it's just desperate, you know. You go, but that's only because the Germans cut off the food supply in the final winter. Mm. The positive thing is we got Audrey Hepburn to have such. Growth stunt that she became thin forever, yeah. and the Japanese love her, so we got that to thank for. Uh, but would would, would it have been fifty fifty with the football? Fifty percent would be Spartan Munich, fifty percent. Oh, Paris. going back to your question, uh, no, I, I, I don't. Th I think the Dutch have. Are you more French leaning? In no, I, I, I think that rivalry is still very strong with Germany, but it's got nothing to do with the war. I think it's yeah. just big brother, small brother kind of feeling because we're so close to Germany, we're so yeah. entwined. And throughout history, we've been the same empire under the same king or same yeah. emperor from both sides, from the Dutch and from the Germans. 
that that kind of cross-cultural stuff is, is quite diluted that sense of remembering oh remember what you did in the war whereas yeah, in England yeah. because of the distance it's still going to linger on forever it's and ever still going on no still I would put on. it similar to Wales and England yeah but Holland as Wales England as, as Germany mm. in that kind of rivalry feeling that the Welsh would love to beat England in yeah. you know, rugby or whatever it is yeah but there's not a hate feeling towards like remember what you did in yeah. whenever it was whenever there was a Welsh massacre I'm not sure so no I don't think people have a that World War Two memory rivalry feeling. The rivalry is more that it's just a big country, your neighbour, and they're, they're, they're more powerful than anything. Well, these are people who want even a lot anywhere near the forties that are still. Yeah, well, that's always a mystery to me why that lingers on for so much. That's a bit of an English thing. But one more thing about the war that the Dutch were treated. Uh, I was reading this week about the French. I don't know how that came up. I was reading something about a French, uh, um, I think it was YouTube. YouTube steers you into all these directions where you start you off go with... Go down a, a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. It. And I start off with how to bake an egg or something. And it, it ends up with <laughs> sharks or Nazis. That's usually what it ends up Sharks with. and Nazis. That's the whole history channel. Yeah, that's that's what my YouTube usually ends up. And they go, oh, I'll try this one. And it ends up with that. So uh, I was reading about this, this SS Panzer Division who near the end of the war they just went they passed the French village and just swiped it off the map killed yeah. the whole lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. and it was the wrong village wasn't it they'd got the they'd got the spelling wrong oh was it they, they got they got all the population into this barn and they just set yeah, that's it on it. fire that's it that's it and then yeah. they burned the old village down yeah and then this this German fellow went oops it's not this village oh is it yeah, yeah I didn't it, read that it, it was another village that sounded similar and they've left it as it is, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. They're, yeah. They're, it's still there, and that's right because this week it was on the BBC. Someone yeah, yeah, put yeah. some some stuff, some graffiti on yeah, the, yeah, uh, the some area. Nazi graffiti on it, aren't they? Yeah, so I was reading that, and that's how I, I got into the YouTube part of it. And um, the article goes on that the French and the Germans that was a much nastier war internally mm. between the resistance and yeah. the revenge of the Germans. Whereas in Holland, there was a resistance, but it was much more sort of a cooperation between. Mm. Dutch people and the German invaders there was okay now we're invaded by the Germans I think it's also a Dutch sense that you sort of just accept things as they are we're such a small country we yeah. don't have any sense of like huge pride with Dutch Who, whoever's in charge is in charge and yeah. there's no sense of national identity as much as French people have a great pride in being French yeah. and so did the English you know you're English you feel proud and as the Yanks well yeah. very proud people to be Americans but the Dutch don't have that sense of pride. We're too small to have that kind of we matter in the world and don't you know who we are? Is it so you and Belgium pretty much the same then? Yeah, yeah, very close. Well, it used to be the same country until yeah. 130 years ago. So there's no sense of uh, feeling that 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 identity. We've been invaded. Yeah. We have to come back to ourselves. Yeah, if it happens, it happens kind of thing. So that brought the war to a much more cooperative situation mm. until that final year when everything really did uh, turn to shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was nasty. That graffiti this week. What did it say? Oh, like denying the the Holocaust and yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of swastikas and that, that kind of... I mean, you're assuming it's just some, some kids who are just being mm. shits. The scary thing is if that would be an adult group who, who really do believe that stuff. That, but that's when things get a bit more... Can you uh, believe that shit still goes on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, he, with Mel Gibson, because he's a big Holocaust denier, isn't he? I don't think he's a Holocaust denier. There were... There were um, is he? I, I was listening to a podcast and a fella had been working with Mel Gibson and he said he's just a, such a professional when he's filming and when he's acting mm. and when he's directing, such a professional. And then the film finishes and they have the wrap-up party and he's there drinking and he'll sort of up and go, uh, let me just tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes out. The Jews. The Jews. But he got pulled over, pissed, didn't he, by the police and the first thing that he went to was... The Jews. You know, you, it would have Hollywood. been impossible to burn that many Jews in such that time. And no, 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 I, I'm not going to defend Mel Gibson here, but I think he was he was ranting about how the Jews control Hollywood mm. or, or banking or whatever shit he was going about. I don't think he's a Holocaust denier. Um, I've seen that kind of person on TV. Or on, it, but no, I don't think Mel Gibson is. Uh, 
the more I hear about Mel Gibson, the more I kind of feel for him. The, the media did jump on him big time. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about what Hollywood people get up to and the, the, tumble, the shit they say, I don't think it was that uh, that bad. Hello. Right, are you going to get back on this exercise thing? Or are you going to feel sorry for yourself no, next no, week? No, no, I, I have to. I mean... I want to. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we both want to. It's so just... you're dragging your wife down as well with your shit weeks, with your kayaking during the day. Yeah. No, but she's terrible been... Week. You had longer jogs. When we did go out for jogging, you did longer jogs than I did. I can't yeah. bear it. It's just the sun is fucking relentless. Yeah. I think Japanese people more... Get used to heat. Uh, heat. I, I don't mind the heat so much, but when, when you start moving in the heat, it, especially in the sunshine, I, I can't take it. It's mm. uh, my energy level just drops through the through the floor. It's, I'm not from I'm not Japanese. I can't. I'm from a country where the sun gets up to twenty eight degrees maximum. Me too. But I thrive in this because I'm not used to it. I love it. Yeah, but jogging is a particular exercise. I mean, if you're on the bike, you, you might be able to get away because yeah. you get the, the breeze. If you're jogging, oh, on the beach there's a bit of a breeze, but it... Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. But if you want to if you want to start up again... No, I'm, I'm totally up for it. Uh, I know that the fe- I know how good it feels the rest of the day, mm. especially if you eat well during the day, not the shit that I was eating. Plan your meals. Plan them. Yeah, if we get more vegetables in, like we used to from the farmers markets, then and get into, I want to get into the smoothie thing as well again a bit with vegetable smoothies. That's what I, that's what I did this morning: an apple and two bananas and some soy milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw some ice in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I had a bad thing this morning. What did you have? Apple pie. <laughs> Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, so See, five. What are you five? Five yeah. a day. Apple pie. Mm. A full one. And I got it from the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> the if, doctor. No, if things are yeah, well, not, not a, the, the, If things are a bit, uh, if you get a present, yeah, that's different. You see, sugar is. You think of cocaine and all that sort, of, but sugar is the the one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Sugar, Jesus! It's it's everywhere. It's in everything. All right, listen, listen. Uh, can I ask you, Duncan, who listens to your piss? Ca- who listens to your piss cast around the world? Do you get any feedback? You sent me two now, and I can honestly say I've managed thirty seconds the first time and ten seconds this last time. I get you talking a bit. I get you talking a bit about the weather and the dates, and then some other cunt sticks his oar in and click. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Who are these international types that tune into whatever it is that you burble? I'm curious. Are they your so-called mates who pretend they've copped what you've said to massage your ego? Or did they really find the Dutchman and a fucking northerner withering on fascinating? (laughs) Is there any way of judging the popularity of your broadcast? Do you receive a tally of the number and duration of listeners? Some poor sad cunts around the world hang on Scalfer's words. What's the date and weather like, Duncan? <laughs> Love, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, uh, it's it's Mick. A very likeable guy. He's, he's a great guy. But Mick is the guy who likes the Yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he's a, he sounds very Cockney, but he's from uh, he's from Margate, actually, originally. Yeah, yeah. He's, a really, he's such a so likeable guy. I'm thinking mid to late 50s, overweight, not happy with where his life is at the moment. Well, yeah, he he's got three great, beautiful daughters yeah. in in their twenties. Very, very international. For English people, always. Yeah. Oh, he's a right moaner. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> is it is it is that tongue in cheek or is that? No, it's it's tongue in cheek, but he's hardcore. I mean, he yeah. uh, some of the other stuff he he writes because we're in a group mail here, so there's another the, the northern is on the same thing, and he's. But he, he's a real, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's a fantastic guy. And when you when you speak to him, you have a great laugh. But there is the tr- you know, when he comes out with his, these jabs, it's like yeah. Christ, mate, don't hold back. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, why don't you? So I don't, I don't mind it. But I sometimes think, right, tone that down a bit. Yeah. When, when he goes on about someone else, like, come on, mate. It's, it's... But it's these people that these people who who go on about other people. Yeah. No, I sent him a scathing one back. 
about his weight because I knew he doesn't like that. Uh, well, I'll find it. But yeah, it, I mean, you, if you're gonna, Jesus, you're a miserable fat cunt, ain't you? <laughs> Whereas normal, the way you look at that mug of yours. Uh, yeah, go on about about him as well. It'd be excellent. I, I invited him in. Your your rant would be great. Why don't you come join us? Yeah. That would probably piss him off even more. Yeah, we're doing some early morning jogging. Can you even spell jogging? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you get them, don't you? you how long? Sit, how long did it take him to put that email together? You sit down like you sit down next to your best lookalike friend, Mister Fridge, shove beer and after beer into your ugly fat zeppelin of a body, you cunthead. <laughs> but yeah, please join our podcast. Yeah, so it uh, does come around about. So before you go for a piss, I'll just say, right, we're done then, yeah? Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. Right, no, that's it. We're out. <laughs>